0: 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.
1: Yeah, so we've got the, the book You Can't Do It Along which is um, just launched at the end of last year uh, which is a lot of the media so how, how the PR team would have been able to, to get access uh, to you. Um, we're also, you know, we're doing a lot of conference speaking. Um, so we have, the ability to listen to our speaker pack. So I do a lot of leadership team coaching and, and conference keynote speaking. And, uh, yeah, we've got a course, a uh, recorded webinar now that's uh, it's shaped towards restaurants, but it would apply to any retailer. It's free. It's an hour program, uh, help them to attract and retain staff because we know everybody in, in North America right now is having extreme challenges finding people. Um, so we could probably like, just give them a link and they could get access to it and hopefully it helps them. No matter if it's a hardware store, a restaurant, you know, or a ski resort that we were just talking to at, before this, it's uh, it'll help.
0: Let's continue with... Uh with uh, the great resignation uh, context, what does it mean?
1: I think we're seeing this across all industries right now where a lot of people based on the challenges of the pandemic are looking at their satisfaction in their employment. They're looking at their ability to grow Uh, based on the challenges of the pandemic. They're they're questioning, does my employer, does my company have the ability to transition through this? So everyone's being, which they should be a bit selfish and looking at what's next for me. And what we're seeing in a lot of cases is a significant amount of turnover in management and leadership positions across all major industries. So the great resignation is people basically stepping out inside the roles that they might have been in for two years, five years, 20 years, and deciding to take that leap into something new. Um, The challenge is, is what's the motivation? Um, Is it because the grass is greener or is it due to concern or lack of trust or, or perception of stability? through their current employer so the great resignation is people are moving on to other other jobs leaving massive leadership gaps um in pretty much every major industry in north america right now and that does ripple globally but definitely uh the u.s market being about 12 months ahead of what we're seeing uh, where i am in canada
0: What are the strategies to develop and encourage employees uh, who have uh, stayed during a high turnover period?
1: Yeah. For for me, retention is one of the biggest things that we focus on. And we've recently put surveys on LinkedIn to ask people, what's their number one focus for 2022? Is it attracting people? So getting people to fill our teams or is it retaining people? And to my surprise, it was 71% of respondents that completed the survey on LinkedIn said their number one focus for this year is retention. And I was just on a call with Burger King and McDonald's uh, with somebody who's working with Burger King and McDonald's and their number one focus is retention as well. So I think from our side, we have to, have a strategy. So what are we doing before we start focusing on hiring new to fill our staffing grids, what are we doing to secure and show the people that we have that we care? So I think the biggest thing is number one is communicating to them, their value. So they're valued and they're needed, and this sounds this sounds like common sense, but it's not common practice. My phone rings a few dozen times a week from leaders who don't know if they fit. Once we have communicated them that they're wanted, they're valued, and they have a place with us, and we have a vision forward, the next thing that we wanna work on with them is being crystal clear what's expected of them. the pandemic changed globally and whether no matter what stage you're at from the recovery of the pandemic we've seen transition and change and most people's roles have shifted so if we want people to truly propel or exceed exceed expectations at work they need to know exactly what's expected of them and that's a lesson i took from jack welsh the top ceo of the last 100 years when i spent some time with him he said matt you need to make sure every single person that works with you or your coach knows exactly what's expected and then the third part is how are we coaching and developing so what people want, the Gallup organization does the largest employment study on the planet. I think it's every three years, they survey 8 million people across eight business sectors. And what the survey show from a staff engagement perspective is once people's Q-12. base financial, sorry? Q12. Q12, yep, Q12 is one of my favorite. Yeah, we do, we actually the Q12 survey. Thank you, Gallup for that. Uh, my biggest simplicity, but um, when it comes to um, looking at the Q12 survey is what people want is to know um, what's expected of them at work. So once our base financial needs are met, what's expected, but most importantly, how do they have the opportunity to learn and grow? Um, So as people- and if we're not growing, it's the perception as humans that we're contracting or, you know, we use the dramatic word, we're dying, but Gallup shares, number one, base financial means. But once that's exceeded, once I pay my rent, pay my mortgage, you know, have my, take my partner out for dinner or do something with my kids. I want to feel like I'm learning and growing. And if we want to retain people, that needs to be the core anchor for us to make sure people know how they're going to grow inside. And that doesn't always mean promotion. doesn't mean they have to go up. It can mean they develop in their existing roles that they continue to grow their skill set where they are it's not always climbing the corporate ladder
0: so developing hard skills personal development soft skills
1: yeah i think it's an, it's depending on again the, the job and the situation i think it's both because we do like that's something I'll often hear from employers is I don't mind you know developing my people but really what I want them to do is be better at their jobs so and what I think employees want is they want to develop their skill set so I think it's a it's a delicate balance of both number one how are we how are we sharpening the saw getting people better to be how are we getting people better in their current position but then also how are we giving them develop the coaching. So how are we not sitting there doing management coaching, which is telling people what to do, but spending time creating space with our leaders so they can develop themselves. You know, For most organization, it's not tactical skills that we need to scale our businesses. We need people that can coach, train, learn, develop, inspire, and really what we're doing, my job as a leader is to build future leaders. My job as a coach is to build future entrepreneurs and leaders, and that's what we wanna focus on.
0: positive psychology in the whole process.
1: That's, you know, that's a, a huge thing. So that's where I've spent my last six months. And I'm sure you've done some work there. But I think coming out of coming out of the pandemic, what I see is I hear a lot about what the challenges are in the market. And what we really want to look at is, is it a psychology issue or a system issue? And I can tell you as a business owner myself, I have a lot of wounds from the pandemic. And some of the things that were in the way of growing my own business, they were my psychology, I can't find staff, or we need more cash flow, or we need more equity to scale. So the one thing that i encourage leadership teams to focus on is is it an emotional roadblock that's in the way and if it is i respect that what every leader's gone through in the last 24 months is is bizarre it's challenging it's been difficult but it's most times and i would say 80 percent of the time it is actually a psychology roadblock not a business system roadblock and once we can re- remove the block in the mindset then we can put the system in place but if you step over step over what's really in the way as you know, we're not going to move forward.
0: This is a STAY interview, and how does it work?
1: day interview um from our side and there's different ways to do this but often we're looking people talk about exit interviews and say i, I reach out to people to exit interviews some people respond most people are do over the frustrated ones or the ones that got recruited out so it's not a real good set of data but i think as i said earlier so from a retention perspective it's sitting down with your people and looking them in the eyes and sharing with them what the path to leadership is so from our side is we see you we we know the last couple of years have been hard it's been hard on us but i can see that it's been hard on you and we i appreciate you staying with us and i appreciate how you supported our business but what we want to do is show you are wanted you are valued here's what's expected of you but here's your path to leadership so for every company that i coach we create a simple structure that shows how they move from entry-level positions through to management there's no guarantees what are the core skill sets and what are the average timelines so we're creating realistic expectations for our leaders and the stay interview creates space so so that that person that you're coaching that you're meeting with that you're creating space with can can get time of yours to know what do they mean to the company how do they fit today and where can they go
0: inside the 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 role of communication is is, is is there any different uh, cost structure now than before the pandemic
1: i think what we saw with a lot of a lot of industries and a lot of teams and my my home is hospitality so restaurants hotels and i was just on with a bunch of a golf club association looking at that space but based on the contraction of the industry so we've all had to tighten up costs a lot of leaders are doing things that are outside their core talent They're doing things that they can do operationally so we've had to condense our cost structure but now we have to step back and look at the return on time and the return on investment so what are we building towards where does your operation want and need to be and deserve to be in 12 months heading into 2023 12 months from now heading into 2023 and do we have the capacity and the people to be able to achieve our goals because in most cases, it's a capacity restriction, not an opportunity restriction. And it's hard to go to somebody to say, we just lost X amount of dollars last year and we need to add two, three people to our headcount. Um, but often those simple investments can create you know multiples, a 10X return on your investment to make sure you can free people up on the team to do what they're best at and add the people in to create momentum forward. Because if we don't add people, if we try to operate in our COVID uh, org charts for a kind of a, a static word, or corporate word, um, often it's not going to allow you to step forward into what you what you want and deserve.
0: Any any other keys uh, to keeping success going in the pandemic circumstances or context?
1: Yeah, I think there's a, a one thing for me is just absolute clarity on how does your organization win. So we often talk about vision, mission, values. But what we're working with a lot of groups on right now, as we record this, we're we're looking. You know, we're heading towards a Super Bowl here in North America, so the teams that are competing, you know, in the playoffs this weekend know exactly what the definition of success is. And I often work with leaders and organizations, and we have financial targets, we have profitability or cost targets. Those are a result of human behavior, and they don't often spark emotion unless you have huge bonuses tied to those results. But what I want the leaders to be able to do is clearly articulate in one or two sentence is how do you win and why should your team care? So for example, if we, if we flesh this out a bit, if, we, if we're able to grow at X percentage rate, we would be able to hire the X amount of people, which allows for growth in the organization, but allows existing team members to move up in the company. Everybody wins. And by the way, when we do that and we're able to step forward to our goal, we can service more clients. We would clean that up into a single sentence, but what do we? how do we win? How do we dominate? How do we play to win instead of playing safe and playing not to lose? And many of us had to play not to lose during COVID and the pandemic, but that's behind. I, I say this respectfully because we all don't know, but if it's behind us now, we need to play to win in order to get you moving forward this year. 21st
0: century entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.
1: I just introduced myself my I'm a hospitality leadership coach, but I really work across several industries to help leaders and leadership teams get clear on where they're going. So what is our vision? How do we create measurement around it? But most importantly, how do we engage and enroll our people? So really our opportunities are either people problems or people opportunities. And I'm a people focused coach. I've spent the last 20 years working with leaders and leadership teams and top performing businesses. And the difference I think of what I've really studied over the last couple of years is we can all consume content, you know, based on the pandemic content is free and there's more out there than we could ever absorb. But all the work that I do on a daily basis is focused and grounded in an execution focused strategy. So how do we stop consuming, you know, just taking information in and, how do we start executing? And we built that strategy into our book, You Can't Do It Alone, which presents 35 plus concepts with worksheets and assets and processes, but it also helps ground you in which ones are gonna work best for you and your business this year. So what are the one, three, five ideas that if you implemented and executed consistently, will allow you to build velocity towards your goals? So we have the book out now, You Can't Do It Alone, that's on Amazon. We also know from talking to leaders, you know, the hundreds of leaders that we talk to, month that still one of the major challenges is attracting and retaining staff and what we've done is we've recorded an hour webinar that is free it is my best work over the last 20 years it's like drinking from a fire hose. but if you want to attract and retain staff it is in this webinar that we will offer to anybody's listening that i promise if you take a couple things will help you forward and we also have our our leadership mastery program our online course that's available if somebody wants to go a bit deeper take their team through a strategy there's an interactive platform Form, there's interactivity videos, there's testing. And if you go through that, it's more of a working exercise for your team. And myself, I spend all my time talking to leaders, talking to coaches and on stages. If you're looking for somebody for your next conference or presentation, um, I'd love to send my speaker pack across and see if I might be able to even bring more value to your next strategy session, conference or workshop.